breaking news. It is 8.40 p.m. on Tuesday, November 23rd. I am Packer Ewing. I'm joined by my co-host, Adam Fish. It is Around the Metaverse. And Adam just received an NFL dapper email. Adam, what does the email say? I did. I just, as, as you were hitting record, I just happened to look in my inbox and saw NFL X dapper Read sent us an email, email at 8.30. Thanks again for securing your spot on the wait list for NFL X dapper. We wanted to provide a few fun details about the product for everyone on the waitlist as we move closer to closed beta launch. Uh, let's see. Every collectible will belong to a set. Right? That makes sense. Uh, there's So many will belong to one of our three core sets. Base is the common set. Locked in is the rare set. And iconic is the legendary core set. However, some collectibles will, be got, will belong to special edition sets. So these, these are an additional distinction built into the collectible to set it apart from others. So I guess, the, so there's the three sets that are core sets, and then there's special editions. So, for example... Comet, yeah, Comet, MGLE, Hollow, and then other versions of Rare and Legendary. You know. Yeah, so for example, Afterburners is one of our rare special edition sets for when guys turn on the Jets. And Hoodwinked is a legendary special edition set for the best trick plays. Oh, trick plays. That's awesome. Uh, Legendary trick play set. That's yeah. really freaking cool. Hoodwinked. Uh, I like that. All the special edition sets very soon. Team and player melts. What does that mean? While most moment collectibles will have a single NFL highlight, there will be some cases where a collectible will be a compilation of more than one play. Oh, baby. The, these can come in player form, i.e. a player gets multiple sacks in a game and one collectible contains a video melt of all of them. Or in team form, i.e. a team that has an amazing drive in the final two minutes, and we string several of those plays together into one video melt. That is really cool. So, so it's basically like a mashup kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then there, and then at the bottom there is a referral link. Um, I, maybe that moves you up in the uh, in the queue or something. Uh, okay. Very cool. Well, we this was Look not on schedule, but but you know what? M- news news travels fast in the metaverse. So we, we're we're jumping right in here. We're cooking. Uh, That's exciting. What, what are your what are your first thoughts? My my first two thoughts are that the sets are very like well thought out. I like the branding. I like the names. I like the themes. Yeah, and I really like that they're gonna have melt moments. Is what it melts seems to be the word that they're using yeah. to like have multiple plays in one highlight. I, I, I'm yeah. curious if there's a, a future in which NBA top shot moments could be melted where you have like two or th- more plays from a specific NBA game and for one player or for a team, that's super cool. Um, but I'm pumped. Like, let's go, let's do yeah, it. Yeah. It's the, the melt idea is that is really interesting. And I do feel like it's in some ways, I feel like it's more important for the NFL than the NBA because like, the NBA, I feel like the plays kind of stand on their own to a greater degree, if that makes sense. Where like the NFL, I feel like the context is so important that like you can't, it's hard to capture the drama of a two minute drill looking at one play, like unless it is literally like a walk-off touchdown or a walk-off field goal or something, which like how many of those are you really going to get? There's not... I think to to mash them up together and say, you know, here are a few key plays from a two-minute drill, I think that does a much better job of capturing the excitement where 
in the NBA, like, you know, the, the Brooklyn Nets team, uh, the Kevin Durant and jelly, but sort of that, that team moment from last season, like the, the point in the game wasn't really as important. Like the play itself was great and exciting and fun. And that's really sort of what makes it cool. Does that make sense? Completely. These c- carry more context behind them, I think. And there's a lot of opportunity for like the NFL for the, for that kind of game to feature more action. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's a really, or, or, well, the example that it gives, right? Like, to have a guy getting a sack, it's like, okay, that's cool, but it's hard to really put it in context. But if it's like, oh, you know. A monster game, defensive performance, you get it. Right. Like a, a, a four-sack game or whatever, like four sacks and a force fumble. Like, and you put those all together and it's like, okay, now I get it. Like, this is this is really cool. This is capturing this moment. And that's the kind of thing that it would be, you know, like, could you imagine? So my first thought is like, you know, Clay's 37-point quarter. And having a melt of that, like, that would be cool. Yeah, and uh, I mean, that would be really cool. Uh, that would probably be the most popular moment on Top Shot if they had yeah. <laughs> Clay Thompson quarter as a moment, without a doubt. But I even jokingly tweeted last week, uh, it was when the Knicks played the Hornets and Obi Toppin did a windmill dunk. And then the next play, Miles Bridges did a windmill dunk back at him. Right melt those two and have like dunk offs and like perfect melt, like head to head moments within like tight games. It's a really cool concept. That's, that's a a melt sandwich right there. Those those two back to back. There are those basketball cards that you have where it's like the duos, you know, that is like always a collectible thing to have special editions with like two players. I mean, I'm even thinking now, and this is just, you know, we're just riffing on this and just dreaming, but like, you know, there are, there, there are these iconic duels that have taken, you know, like you had Bird and Dominique, Jordan and yeah. Dominique, like, right. All of these, these, these classic playoff performances where these two guys went head to head and put up an, an incredible stats both ways. If you could have a melt that captures two different guys, right? Like if, if it's, oh, uh, I, I mean, you know, let's say there, there's a legendary, John Morant, Luca playoff battle where they, they go head to head and put up, you know, dueling 30 point games and you could capture that in a melt. Like, come on now. Like melted moments. Is that going to be a thing? It is very cool. I really, I really dig it. Um, Yeah. This is very exciting concept. Yeah. Very cool concept. Very good branding. I'm excited to see it. This clearly means like they're laying the foundation. I, I, whatever, whenever the date is, however it works, it's very exciting that we have information that it's finally happening. And it's, it's yep. a perfect kind of, it's a perfect segue, I think, into NBA Top Shot. Um, because I do think that things are starting to happen. Um, and if you just step things back, things are starting to happen. Like it's, it's, the end of November. It's Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. It's really, it's funny how life works in that regard in many ways. Um, but we got Tuesday nights. It's November 23rd. Um, tonight, there is a flash challenge for the leader in points, rebounds, blocks, assists, and steals. You get those five moments. You win. You receive a free S2 pack, right? That is yep. happening tonight. It's going to happen again later this week. 
that didn't exist. That is really new and really great and perfect utility for moments. You have yeah. tomorrow. Tomorrow they are burning the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals moments. The you know like legendary, well, they're rare, but this legendary thing where half the inventory basically for this collection was never released because the packs didn't sell out. And yep. they never distributed that, those moments. And they said, we're going we're gonna to burn them and we're going to get rid of them. And we're going to remove that inventory. And they are. It's happening tomorrow. Roham announced that Saturday during his AMA. And they are doing yep. it tomorrow. And they posted a technical blog post about how that's going to work, how they're getting removed from the blockchain, why they're doing it, the inventory and serial numbers of every moment being removed for every player in those sets. Naturally, as you'd expect, BelieverBot was illuminated this afternoon and evening with buys of those two sets Would of moments. Would you expect that? I mean, people knew this was happening. I don't know well, that's why. Just, that's the same way that Cool Cats surged like 50% I guess in a so. day after they announced the lounge. You know, <laughs> yeah. this is what we, we have made this point countless times where they can it's tell true. you something's coming and tell you it's coming. And the fourth or fifth time they tell you when they actually deliver on it is when people finally act on the information. Um, which but is hilarious. I, I, I mean, I, I think you 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 gave short shrift a little bit to to today as a whole, right? Like we had they first of all they laid out the schedule for us, right? It was yeah pack drop two p.m. Eastern series three base pack drop, um, then it was Twitter trivia, trivia and and then it was uh, you know then or tonight it'll be uh, the flash challenge so you know you you see that happening and you start to see a, a not a literal roadmap but you start to see the pieces come together for this is a product this is an experience that is going to be engaging on an ongoing basis right you have which the is what we wanted you have the, the the twitter interactions you have the flash challenges they'll have their regular schedule challenges they'll have rare pack drops and legendary drops throughout the season Right. Like it's there's it's all you you see the wheels slowly starting to turn and and mo- get into motion. They're starting to deliver like yeah. it, it's that simple. Right. This is what we are all waiting for. And, and not so and not to mention, OK, we all got to buy five packs today. Yeah. Right. Like we S two. Could you imagine be like, oh, well, yeah, there's a pack drop and everyone's going to get a pack. And you get you can have five. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. And then later you could play fantasy with those things and win more packs. And did you get 10? Was I the only one that got 10? I only got five. I didn't try to jump back in the queue at the end. I was, but maybe I could have. I mean, I I would have bought them if I, if I could have, but I I think, I think there were, I I was 34,000 in the, in the first queue. And I would have jumped back in and, and it was like 45,000. But I think when I when I was done, there were still maybe ten thousand packs. So I, I I think a lot of people are not buying all five for whatever reason. Um, so so the, I think they're not going as fast as um, as they otherwise would if everyone was maxing out. And not to mention, next week will be the first series one locker room trade ticket opportunity. So literally, like in the span of a week, we have a daily fantasy concept for our moments built by top shot. We have the ability to buy multiple common packs. We have the ability to use trade tickets to acquire a series one pack for the first time ever for the majority of us. And we have moments being burned for the first time ever. That's, that's something. And, and, and now apparently we're, we're starting to get communication about NFL. What we don't know what it's called yet. NFL. Yeah. 
NFL something. Top shot equivalent. NFL something. So NFL NFL play action. I mean, they think things are happening and uh and it's it it makes it exciting and it makes it fun. And you know, it's I I I'm sure that at least for you, uh your your top shot uh your portfolio value is is not as important to you as maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, uh with your with your recent success on chain runners. Uh, but I'm sure you're still excited about it. I'm, I want Top Shot to succeed one way or another. I know I'm, you do. I'm, I still have very heavy Top Shot bags. <laughs> and I, regardless of bags, I mean, I, I love the product. I love the community. I want everyone invested in Top Shot and sure. participating beyond myself to have a positive experience. And hopefully that positivity also comes <laughs> with uh, more money than they put into it, right? Like, I don't think anyone wants to lose money uh, yeah. playing the, the top shot game for better or for worse. Yeah, look, I, I want to, and I know that, that there's been some, a little bit of blowback from some people on Twitter saying, oh, you know, the, the people that talk about top shot, that cover top shots are not really basketball fans. They're data nerds and whatever. Uh, let me be very clear. We are basketball fans. I hate data and I love basketball. <laughs> I, I love data, but I love basketball more. So, you know, this is not, we're not looking at this as, hey, you know, we're going to flip these things and they're meaning, they're meaningless to us. Like, we, we love basketball. We want, we want basketball and Top Shot to be hugely popular. We want to be able to use our, our Top Shot sets for real NBA utility and go to games and, and, you know, have, have player experiences and do all that because we love the game. Speaking of loving the game and speaking of Top Shot doing big things, Roham in his Saturday AMA, the other really big piece of news. I mean, he he mentioned right the burning of the moments, and that's actually literally happening. So that's yep. a thing. Um, he did address you know the concept of a, a, a rewards program or some sort of uh, return compensation. You know, uh, formerly known as the word that we don't say anymore. Right, we're, um, we're not going to say the R word, but some some form of compensation based on how much you've spent in the marketplace. He did say that was coming and they're working through it. And I know that everyone said that he said that it was going to come earlier this year, but it didn't. And it's going to come when it comes and you're going to get it and you're going to be happy when you get it and just freaking wait, right? Like what, what, what they said clearly couldn't be done. Things changed. That's how businesses operate. Right. It'll get done when it gets done. It's, it's, it's a it, billion dollar company. Yeah. They have lots of things going on. Right. But the All-Star game in Cleveland is apparently going to be a very big thing for Top Shot, um, a very big thing, presumably for in-arena experiences for collectors. I imagine that will be uh, a very significant presence and event. Um, Dare I speculate, could you imagine if, like, a certain but hefty percentage of, like, the tickets for the raffle for this All-Star game experience in Cleveland was for seeing stars complete set holders. I mean, don't 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 play with my heart like this, Pack. Wouldn't that be don't. so nice? Oh man. I mean, I can't even I can't even I, I can't even I won't even let myself dream of such an outcome. I will start the rumor mill that the All-Star Game experience in Cleveland that NBA Top Shot will be hosting will involve a form of utility tied to complete sets for rising stars, seeing stars, or all-star game set holders. If you hold any three of those complete sets, 
you will have a competitive advantage in winning tickets to Top Shot's All-Star Game experience in Cleveland. I don't know that for a fact. I am speculating, and I believe I am right. I, You know what? I love it. I think, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it would be a nice way to have some utility for those set holders. Um, it's tied into the all-star weekend. So it's, it's a perfect connection. You're not going to, you're not going to reward holders of any particular set because it's, it's a combination of it's no, there's no one team going there. Um, it seems odd for them to reward, you know, let's say Cavaliers team set holders just because it happens to be in Cleveland. So I like it. Uh, I like that it's, Pure speculation. I like that it's the kind of thing that we will just try to speak into existence because um, that's part of the fun on Top Shot. So I know a I'm, thing or I'm two about in. speaking things into existence. I that's have spoken it. things into existence before. I will Absolutely. speak things into existence again. Whether or not we will be in Cleveland, I cannot speak that into existence. But I do believe that collectors who hold complete sets of those three core sets tied to the All-Star Game... The All-Star Game obviously being this very special thing for Top Shot because that was notably like the first brutal experience that most of us had. That was the most hyped up weekend of S2. The Rising Stars pack drop was going to be tied to the drop of the actual set and it was going to be tied to the game. The game got canceled. The Rising Stars game never happened last year. The marketplace was literally down for the whole weekend it was such a huge miss. We yeah. were all like, this this weekend is going to save Top Shot. And it was brutal. So I think yeah. they really want to, like, they want to, I think, like, amend for past sins of Series 2 All-Star Game. Yeah. And they're going to crush it. I have very high hopes for this. Yeah, that, I mean, that weekend was uh, arguably the worst weekend uh, in, uh, of, Top Shot, of Top Shot's existence so far. I'll make so. another speculative prediction. Tied to this weekend while 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 we're podcasting and making content for the Top Shot homies that that tune in, love the content. So we know for a fact that there are going to be two legendary historic sets, one of which is tied to Deck the Hoops, which is going to come out around Christmas, which is very exciting. I wrote about that over on Packrit Media. Speculative that that will be that will be Christmas game content, right? Christmas game run it back moments, basically, but legendary. Yep. Yep. I think, I think that the other legendary pack drop will be tied in some way to a historical or historical All-Star Weekend games. Games, dunk contest, three-point, like maybe it's a blend of like past All-Star game moments, dunk contest moments, three-point contest moments, whatever. But it's like a legendary historic All-Star game pack drop tied to All-Star Weekend, tied to this in-arena fan collector utility thing. And it's really going to be like a that thing that we've been waiting for almost. That's interesting. That's interesting. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, they could do that, you know, would that, so would that be something that would you think would get repeated again? Cause like how many times can you go back to the well historically for all-star moments or dunk contest moment? Like there's, no, there's only so off. many of those. Yeah. I don't think they would ever do another deck. The hoops legendary run it back thing, right? These are going to be like, one-off special legendary sets through the history of the NBA for the NBA 75th anniversary, right? Like that's another reason to like, if you're going to have a but way I to celebrate. That, I mean, there are some, like you could in theory have a set of 
depending on how many moments there are, but you can have a set of Christmas Day legendary moments every year. It's true. I mean, they do play on Christmas every year. Right. You know, there's whatever it is, five or six games a year. So there's there's plenty of content where I think for, you know, for all-star games and, and dunk contests, like there's only, you know, how many dunk contest moments are really worth owning? Like six, eight, ten, maybe ever. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like not 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 enough that I think that could be an annual thing. But I mean, we I think that there's been speculation before of will there will there be dunk contest moments in, in that, yeah. that are ever in on Top Shot? It seems it I seems like something that you'd think would happen. I it seems like it's something that you'd think it would happen. I would love to see like a throwdown themed dunk contest set drop yeah like that yeah. would be freaking cool i've yeah. always talked about like the opportunity to like cross brand a pack drop where you have like run it back and throw down or mm. you know yeah hustle and show all-star game who knows whatever is, whatever you is want is there to do. is there a lot of hustle and show in the all-star game you, you might be show. hard to find that there's a lot of, show, a lot of not show. Much hustle. not so much with the hustle <laughs> oh my goodness Speaking of hustling, there's a there's there's this thing called chain runners, Adam. I don't know if you've heard you, of it. You are, a, you know, I have, I have heard, I've heard a little bit about it, but I I get the sense that you have more expertise. Well, they hustle, they run on chains, they're very fast, um, and they're mm-hmm. an NFT project that we both happen to have in our portfolios in our in our collections in in the broadest sense of the term do we both have are we both in the same category of having it that's true i do have more chain runners than you um and i'm glad that the project has been you know met with a lot of positive support um for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about chain runners is an nft project that launched about two weeks ago um it's a pixel art PFP sci-fi kind of concept. Um, very, very cool. Uh, the people that are behind the project were, you know, they collaborated on Blitmap. Uh, there was a, one of the artists, Braindrand, um, was an artist for Blitmap. And then two people that developed the Blitnot minting experience, they worked together with a few other people to launch Chain Runners. Um, I minted, I, I was looking forward to the project. I knew that they were going to you know, like embrace a lot of Web3 best practices and really take a very high quality approach coming from this kind of Dom Hoffman NFT mindset uh, and pedigree and kind of like coaching tree. I like to think of like sure. projects tied to to that universe as like this coaching tree that expands right. throughout the NFT community. Um, so I was pumped. Like I knew that I was going to mint it and it was going to be cool when I saw the minting experience, which um, was like a very fun, interactive console-based science fiction yeah, it looked it looked almost like a like a dos based game to, yeah. to 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 go through the minting on the website it was very cool yeah so once i did that and i saw how cool it was i was like i'm gonna buy a lot of these um and the community formed pretty quickly it, it minted out in 24 hours but over the weekend you know the nft projects are unpredictable and you know, a community forums and there's enthusiasm about it and you think it's good and you know it's good, but you don't know for sure. But a lot of uh, exciting people got involved and basically... I mean, well, I mean let's let's rewind it a little bit because for, for about a week, 
it was trading under mint. Like I think it got as low it, as 0. 0.01 at one time. It got as low as I think 0. 0.03. Mint was 0. 0.05, but the you know it fluctuated between 0. 0.03 and 0. 0.08 for like a week after mint. Yeah, like just, just kind of doing nothing. Yeah. yeah, gas was high. People yeah. kept buying it, but there's you know it's the ten thousand kept mint collection and gas you know like it, it was they didn't market they didn't do any kind of like growth hack tactics to like build yeah. the discord their twitter account when they launched the project had like 500 followers as of right now i think it has six thousand. um and the discord has grown considerably through word of mouth and just through organic and, and social but yeah. they didn't you know it was a very kind of like quiet mint for people that learned about it and knew about it and then you know, it, it minted out after 25 hours and plenty of people were talking about it and said, like, you should check this out. Um, I personally told as many people as I could through as many avenues as I could, you should mint this project. I'm, I, I, listen, you never know, but like. I've, I this is I, I've never heard you more certain about a project than about this one. I will say that. Incredible art smart people very thoughtful and, and it's not i mean we should talk about the the art is is cool but it is on chain it's 100 percent fully on chain like 14 layer pixel art it's i don't want to like make and proclamations what that, and what that means just in case there is anyone yeah, who doesn't doesn't know on chain i mean we're not technical guys but i know a little bit is what it means is in with most nfts the art itself is too large a file to actually store on the blockchain. It, it would take up too much memory to, to store it on the chain. So instead, the blockchain itself points to where the image is hosted. It could be hosted in a centralized manner or a decentralized manner, but the image itself is not on chain. It's just the blockchain is pointing to, oh, here's where the image of your ape is located. Bingo where these the image it's an svg file and the actual image itself is on chain so it cannot be messed with or destroyed for as long as the ethereum blockchain exists and all the code that created the image is also 100 on chain every right. aspect of the project is completely on chain which has a level of composability that people in the tech community are very passionate about because it's and there's also creative Commons zero licensing around the project which is another kind of like growing best practice for modern web three NFT projects based on what I've learned reading about right. this stuff and, you know, studying people that have, that know it much better than I do. Right. I'm Joe Schmo. I just read it. The stuff. Right. The, the IP is basically free to use. Exactly. So there's and, a lot of opportunity and, for people to build off of the project. And we've already seen a ton of like cool derivative work where someone built like a voting system for the lore that's been written. People are doing art spinoffs. Um, they've built out a dev channel in the discord and there's some people in there that are talking about already building like a temple runner style game right with the characters and that's just like community build and they're re they're relaunching a new version of that console experience on the website post mint to basically host your collection and like they had they had a not to interrupt but they had like a clubhouse that they did yesterday with um you know a clubhouse tech kind of show and they're really talking very heavily about like RPG inspirations and this idea of like community building an NFT RPG experience, which to me is just like, you know, music to my ears, whether or not that happens, sure. how that gets built. I don't know, but like, it's a cool project. I was very passionate about it. And um, it is technically, 
you know, a little bit more sophisticated than a lot of other NFTs um, with a level of like technical proficiency to create and execute that I think made me excited about it and, and, and thought it would resonate with the community that like really cares about this stuff. Um, and I, I was right, you know? Uh, so over the weekend from like Friday morning until Sunday, there was a very, very, very uh, significant bull rush, right? The, the floor basically went from 0.1 to 3 ETH in like 72 hours, um, which is a lot. It, it was the number one overall in sales volume on OpenSea, pretty much competing with Wolf Game back and forth for the weekend. Uh, but they were number one and number two, kind of swapping positions. And it was really... I mean, this, this, stuff, this stuff doesn't happen so often, right? It doesn't like, happen so often. To, it doesn't happen go, that fast. To go from, from point, basically 100x from the bottom... To to a three x to a three floor within three days, four days. Yeah. So I would say on Thursday night there were two thousand owners. The floor was probably point one. There was a lot of like buying activity, but it wasn't jumping that much. And you know, people uh, Zoink Dylan Field, who's the CEO of Figma, was like a very early buyer. He minted. He bought one of my rarest NFTs for a considerable amount of ETH. Um, like the day after mint, he was making some splashy buys. He was investing in the project in the discord. He's like, listen, I, I have CryptoPunks. I was there for CryptoPunks. To me, this feels like CryptoPunks. I'm not saying chain runners is the next CryptoPunks. Every project is its own thing. But a lot of people in the tech community have gravitated to it, um, probably referred to by him and, and Josh Buckley, who's the CEO of Product Hunt or former CEO of Product Hunt, who's been in like tech and gaming for over a decade was now buying heavily into this project is he going to build a game i don't know i'm just talking but like you know a lot of very interesting and smart people have have bought bought in um notably like almost all of silicon valley and these vcs and startup ceos bought chain runners made it their profile picture invested heavily the there are now 2900 unique owners up from 2000 since friday the floor was um you know touching three eth now it's back down to around two eth uh, and there has been 6.2 thousand Ethereum worth of volume traded, 90% of which has been over the past three or four days. Yeah, it's so it's, it's, cra- been, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and and it's crazy. You know, it, it's been interesting to see the broader market where, like you said, you know, and and this happens sometimes that you know one or two projects just take all the air out of the room. And this, you know, this weekend it was. If if you weren't in Chain Runners or, or Wolf Game, there was just nothing. There was nothing else happening other than those two projects. Um, you know, Wolf Game is one that it, neither of us own, um, so I won't pretend that I can speak on it authoritatively. But um, you know, it's there's a game component to it. You you minted sheep and wolves. Um, and owning those and or staking them would generate a wool token for you that you could use to uh, to shear your sheep and to to unstake your uh, your sheep. Um, and there, there's the white paper from from what I've heard is you know is really unique and and just there's a lot of interesting game mechanics and game theory to it. Um, and and something that's different can really resonate with people. And the volume on Wolf Game has been just insane. I mean, it's insane, started, insane. It, it started Thursday night and, and Gen Zero Wolves, I think last I looked, the floor was three ETH or seven ETH rather 
for Gen Zero Sheep, I think the floor was like three uh, over three ETH. Um, and these were minting on Thursday for very little. Um, yeah. I know a, a, a lot of people's sheep are still staked. They, they can't unstake their sheep yet because they had to wait until they had enough wool to unstake them. I think there's some concern now that there's going to be a rush to sell once people are able to unstake. There was an exploit in the contract that the, the minting got paused because um, someone found an exploit and was able to, uh, I think, was able to basically generate extra wool. Um, so I, I, I think that they've now said it, they've rolled out that it, there's going to be some kind of game. It sort of it looks like a Farmville type game there, that people have bought land. There was a Dutch auction for land uh, that sold out, I believe, this morning. Um, there's going to be farmers. I don't yet know what the farmer's capabilities will be, but there, it seems like it's, it's a, it's a project that it, that seemingly the, the creators have put a lot of thought into, and it seems like they've thought, they've thought a number of steps ahead and, and what's this going to be used for and what does that mean? And then how do we make this retain value and, They've they've really thought this through in a way that is pretty impressive from from the little that I know. Um, I know Gary V went into it. I mean, I'll, I'll, Gary V was buying tons of Gen Zero wolves for five, seven, ten ETH. Um, yeah, Gary bought a chain on our two for four ETH. Yeah. So so you know, it's I, I think the next couple of days will be very telling with that project because so much of the perceived value of it, I think, will be with the wool token. Um, it's fluctuated hugely in value. Um, so I think if they're able to if they're able to present it in a way that it's going to have value long term and people stay interested in the token, then I think the game itself could have the op- the chance to be a real a real juggernaut in the space. Uh, but yeah, I mean the the kind of the kind of response that the community's had to that game over the last five days, I mean, you can count on the number of one hand. Uh, you can count on, on one hand, I think, the number of projects that have had uh, an early response like that. This is not just oh, there's a bunch of hype for a PFP project, and then after reveal it tanks. Like this was not a pre-reveal hype job. This was. People love it. People are so excited about it and just kept buying and buying and buying and still buying. Well, I'll say a few things. I think that both this game and Chain Runners were similarly instant reveal, like not a delayed kind of dice roll kind of situation. Yep. Built really early enthusiasm amongst a very passionate community. And like there are a lot of people that hold a lot of both for people that are really into it. And we're just like conviction play. I really, really yeah. connect and resonate with this. This is really exciting to me. Um, how unique or different, like they're totally different projects, obviously, but it's nice for like two big projects to come out that people feel such conviction and connection to, you know, we, we were in a bit of like an NFT lull, Obviously, Jimmy Fallon saved the day when he yeah. bought an ape, right? Like that was literally the trigger of the board ape and mutant ape catalyst. And that yep. momentum has carried forth throughout the market, leading to the launch of these two projects that, again, also gas has still been high as hell. And like yep. Chain Runner has minted out and has been driving this volume, you know, sheep game, wolf game, whatever game. Um, 
also, so it's just like, it's great. Um, I would say also that anyone listening to this show that doesn't know NFTs or is like not just like a, a stranger, if you were to play the last five to 10 minutes of this podcast to a complete stranger on the street, they would think that we are completely out of our mind insane. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, but look, I mean, we are still, we are, we are in the baby steps stage of, of this space, right? We know that we know that we're early. We know that we are just scratching the surface of what NFTs can do. And, and I think it's really cool that chain runners and wolf game both really took over this weekend. And as you said, totally different projects, right? Like Wolf Game is a totally- Couldn't be a, more different. A, a built out universe that incorporates a token and and has a whole, um, you know, a, a roadmap that they haven't revealed it yet, but they obviously have internally some kind of roadmap that they, they've already thought of phase two and phase three and what this thing is going to look like in this game next year and all of that stuff. And then you have Chain Runners, which is basically an extremely technically sound and technically advanced platform from which they are basically giving it to the community and say, here, do what you will with it. And I think both of those represent the power of NFTs in very different ways. And it's cool to see both of them doing well because the community is responding to the appealing parts of both projects. Absolutely. It's, you love to see it. Yeah. And I'm not it, just saying that because I have a lot of chain runners. No, look, um, it's, I, it's just I, really I, hope, I hope Wolf Game does well. I, I hope everybody yeah. does well. This is not, of course. this is not a zero sum game. NFTs are not a zero sum game. The space continues to grow. We're bringing in more people. People will find, different projects that they resonate with. Like it's not right. It, if, if you, if you have an ape, if you have a cool cat, if you have a punk, if you have chain runners, if you have ballers, if you have uh, whatever, any, anything, anything that you have, I, I hope, I hope that it, it moons whether or not I own it or not. It's all, yeah. we, we can all, we can all win as long as we can all win as long as, as long as, you know, people are conducting themselves in an ethical Ethically. way and, and, yeah. and <laughs> we're on the same wave like there and, and putting forward, you know, voices that are, that are doing the right thing and that are not trying to screw anybody over. Um, you know, let's, let's all win. Let's all enjoy ourselves and, and let's all see these projects become hugely successful. Yeah. It's a it's a net positive for everyone involved when things go well and when they're done the right way. Um, obviously, a lot of people recently have asked me, like, what do you look for in like an NFT project? Like when you're like buying something or when you're like, you know, what what are some signs? Because a lot of people are still new to this space coming from yep. Top Shot or coming from outside of it at all and want to like, you know, there's obviously so much noise. It's hard to know. Um, and we've had the benefit of being pretty deep in the weeds for now close over half a year um, where we've learned some things. So I'm, I'm writing a piece for Packard Media about like kind of the four or five things that help me 
think about a project. Um, Great. Good. Nice, yeah. nice teaser there. You know, M- maybe I'll learn something too. You're a pretty smart guy. <laughs> I, I, I had, to, I had to convince you pretty hard to mint chain runners or to buy chain runners, but you're a pretty smart guy. You, you, you did. You had to convince me hard. I, I've been, I haven't minted much lately and I've been burned on, on a few mints and I just, I'm, you know what? I'm still, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, TradFi guy at heart. That's my, for better or worse. I'm, I'm very conservative. I'm, you know, I'm an index investor and, and I, I don't, I don't have the the temperament. I think me buying, buying an ape in May just makes me look smarter than I really am. Well, there, you know what, (laughs) there are a lot of people and I mean this in the nicest way possible that look really smart and that they know what they're doing because they bought an ape. And a lot of them are very smart and a lot of them are very lucky and there's nothing wrong with either, but, but don't confuse one for the other. Don't confuse one for the other. Right. Um, But for, for what it's worth, a lot of people that got lucky with that or use their brimming intellect to perfectly nail that um, said, and I know Beanie has said this, the, uh, you know, notorious Beanie Maxi. When you find something that like checks your boxes or like really resonates with you, buy with conviction, yeah, and like make that move. Uh, like you don't. Like, it is, I've, it, I've learned this advice. lesson. Yeah, you know when you only have one of something or two of something, like you either win a little or you lose a little. But like you know, if it's a winner, you really feel bad for not having more. Yeah. Um, which is obviously easy to say in hindsight, but like it's the truth. And it's almost like do less, but do what you do for real in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so well, that advice and more coming soon in this uh, blog post that I'm going to be working on over Thanksgiving. I'm really honestly excited to write it because I've been thinking about it for a while. People have asked me before, but I think this has been like my most public victory in a sense. And not that I'm like yeah. proclaiming victory or that I think about it as a game in that, in that sense. But, um, you know, I, a lot of people, I was just like, listen, you should, you should spend. No, you, you have a public you conviction should, you, in this yeah, project and, should, and, and early results have been as positive yeah. as you could possibly hope they would be. Yeah. And the project is going to be really fun for a really long time. I'm very excited uh, for what the future holds there. And I'm very excited for what the future holds for us. Um, you know, on January 12th, we're going to be hosting a very fun Knicks Mavericks game. Uh, Packard Media, we're partnering with our good friend Andrew Wang. Uh, that is going to be sponsored by our, our Dr. Jeremy, uh, his new employer, uh, the NFT company that he is the head of community for, Aspen, um, Monax. That's it's just like we're all, things are happening. Uh, it's very, very fun. It's all coming together. It's all coming together, Adam. Anything else on your he- on your mind? I know that you're in Canada, so you're not celebrating Thanksgiving this week, but I certainly have a lot to be thankful for. I, I'm I'm not celebrating Thanksgiving this week. I, I certainly wish you and and all of my American friends a very happy Thanksgiving. And I I, I enjoy American Thanksgiving anyway because it's fun to watch football in the middle of an afternoon on a work day. So that's always a treat for me. Um. But you know what? I it's nice to see it's nice to see some some different projects coming out. It's nice that, you know, it's not just more PFP projects because they're, you know, that 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 gets old after a while. 
Um, the ape derivatives in like 75 different flavors gets old. Oh God, I hate them. I hate them. Um, So, you know, it's, it's nice to see, it's nice to be reminded of like, oh yeah, actually this technology. Creativity and innovation. Right. Like we're, we're actually at the forefront of this technological revolution that's going to happen in web three and getting to see it find its legs and, and see it develop is super cool and really exciting. And it's, it's nice to see projects like these that, that bring some of that excitement back of what's someone going to come up with next, right? It's not just, oh, the next combination of, you know, adjective animal 10,000 PFP. It's no, what, what's the next thing someone's going to come up with that's never been done before. Cause there's still so much that's never been done before. Um, you know, yeah. the, the sandbox alpha test is coming up. I sold my land too early, but I still think it's, it's cool and exciting for the purposes of, of what the metaverse is going to look like. Um, so let's see, you know, we'll, we'll see what the, what the, what year end does for, for ETH and for, um, any tax loss yeah. harvesting that people are doing. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we have, we, we have about six weeks left in 2021. It's been a wild year. And uh, I hope I hope we end it on a bull run. I think it's going to be a great end to the year. I'm very optimistic. There's a lot to be optimistic about. Um, you know, I think that for anyone listening, it's really important to like participate in this space to the extent that you can. Uh, NFTs can change your life if you just like take the time to be like an active member of whatever community you find um, in whatever shape or form that comes in, whatever people that you spend time with in that community, you know, it might not be one project. It might not be any project, but this space can change your life for the better. Um, and I hope that everyone finds something that is rewarding and fulfilling for them. I, I certainly have, you know, we, we didn't know each other in, in May even, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here we are now. But uh, it's been a fun, it's been a fun year, and we'll see how it ends. Right, we'll be here to talk about it. That's for sure. Um, that's for sure. Always pro- programming notes. We will have another episode on Sunday, and then I'm going on vacation for a week and a half, so I will not be recording. Um, I will be on the beach in Hawaii with my wife. Much thankful deserved. For, thankful for grandparents who could watch our daughter. Um, and Amazing. a little, a little nugget. A little bit of alpha for anyone listening 47 min- minutes into this episode of Around the Metaverse. I certainly know that the sponsor of this future tweet will not be listening. So don't tag them and blow up my spot. But Infinite IO is going to be dropping a NBA Top Shot print your moment display on you know the near the end of this month, I will say, without giving a specific date. Um Perfect for the holiday season, I would imagine. And they Love sent that. me one. It, they sent me one. Uh, I picked a moment. It showed up a few days later. It's really nice. Um, I think it'll cost around 200 bucks. And that's coming. So if you're still listening, now you know. Don't tell anyone. And you'll see a tweet about it from me in the near future. I mean, you you can't beat that. You can't beat that kind of alpha at the end. And, and anyone, anyone hosting... Thanksgiving dinner, uh, display your NFTs, have awkward conversations with your family about them, and um, 
and stay safe. Cheers to that. We'll see you soon. And we'll see you around the metaverse.